You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. All right, folks, welcome back to our podcast as we're looking at all things families. How do we create healthy families? What does a healthy family look like? And maybe through the lens of parenting, marriage, relationships, whatever it may be. And so today we have with us once again, Amy Jo Girardier. Amy Jo, welcome back. Yay. Glad to be here. Yay. I think you <laughs> said that every time. Yay. Well, I am. I <laughs> am that, excited. Is that, what, is that what it is? Okay. I don't want to yell in the mic, but. No. Well, don't do that. Yay. No, today <laughs> uh, we're going to look at, um, uh, it, it's really based on an article I wrote several years ago, but we're going to look at, just kind of unpack some things uh, about family relationships. Yeah. So when we started talking about this, we were talking about uh, introducing maybe some nine statements that need to be spoken in every home. And uh, I think as we were talking, these are not nine statements in a certain order or um, they're not the nine statements, right? Talk right. a little bit about yeah. why these. Well, nine yeah, it, it just goes back to I think from our first few podcasts we looked at, uh, you know, God's design of family and the opportunity. And today we're going to primarily looking through the the parenting lens of the 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 influence and the power of words that that we as parents have uh, on our children. And so um, and so. What would be those nine statements? Now, there's more statements, absolutely. These are not the nine statements, end all. Uh, but it's just things as we look through the lens of our parenting, uh, are we saying these things that meet deep needs uh, in our children? Yeah. You mentioned the um, the passage Hebrews 3.13, too. I think that's huge. Can I go read that? Sure. Uh-huh. Um, it says, but encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. I think in relation to each of these statements, understanding that uh, as families, we have um, a divine opportunity to encourage each other daily with purpose. Um, And so just as we're getting into these, what opening thoughts do you have before we dig into the statements? Yeah, just, you know, when when we're looking at it and saying these, it's not like we just sit down and say, I have a statement for you today, Billy. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> no, it is. It's just in in the day to day of life that we can meet the, these deeper needs that our children have. And yeah. you know, the particular wording is really not what we're talking about. You know, it can take on various forms, but it's the value of the statements verbally spoken, not yeah. just us thinking. Or you know, my my child knows this, but mm. it, it's you know, we we cannot assume. You know, and and the I think some of those things, some of those. Um, understandings that we can have that kind of give us a resolve to make sure we're saying these types of statements to our children is we have to be reminded as parents that if we are not attempting to meet these essential needs, there is an adversary that is coming strong to fill the void yeah. in counterfeit ways. That's and that's a, it's not something to scare us, but it's, it's, it's this hungering that our children have to meet these needs that if, if they're not being met in the home, 
uh, you know, they're going to look other places. There's an adversary yeah. right to say that we have, um, yeah, they, it, it could be meet, met other in other ways that are counterfeit. Mm. Um, and sometimes even just like a nutritional diet, you know, like we, we get into these moments of not realizing what statements uh, we're deficient in, mm-hmm. you know, and just, I, this is helpful for me to go through and kind of go, okay, well, I may be um, saying these kind of statements all the time, but what am I not saying? Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think even as our listeners are hearing these um are, do we have a script that we're oftentimes speaking and we're deficient in other statements? Right. And it's statements, I think, that we may be familiar with a statement, with a wording. Because some of these are going to be like, yes, Link, I, I've heard that before. <laughs> but are we saying it? Yeah. And I think that is a um, is a threat, uh, if we're not careful, that we think we're saying it because we're familiar with a statement that's, that sounds like that. But we're not saying it. Yeah, we assume it. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're just assuming that it's that it's being spoken. And uh, so what we're going to do this, yeah. I think this podcast may be looking at those nine as you kind of go through them. Yeah. And then the next podcast, we're going to look at some, some things to be aware of that creates the backdrop for when we say the statements. That's so that, well, that'll be the next podcast. So well, let's just jump into the first one. Yep. Uh, the statement is, I am so glad you are in our family. Yeah. I mean, I, that meets this profound need to belong. And we've talked about that a lot uh, going back to our first few podcasts. Uh, you know, to be identified with um, with something, and especially the family. To be identified mm-hmm. with the family, that it creates an awareness that we are from a place. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, that's huge. Yeah, physically, yes. But more than that, it's, it's, a, it's a belonging that we, uh, a community that yeah. we're a part of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and that's huge. So, you know, one day, this is not to make it real, all the moms and dads sad <laughs> for your young child, but one day they're going to leave. So mm. we're not just protecting, we're preparing them. Mm. And so when they when they do go in different ways, uh, that they know they're from a place. You know, they're from a tribe. They're from a place of values. And so when we that's say, I'm, I'm so glad you are in our family is saying, I'm so glad that you belong to, to our Us. family unit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So number two, that that statement is, I'm praying for you today. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, yes, I'm praying for you or I will pray for you. Maybe sometimes it's overused and we say it, but then we don't do it. Um, but I think to say that to a child when we know what our child is going through um, you know, it creates an awareness that you know them, that you're yeah. going to remember them uh, throughout the day, uh, if it's a school day, whatever it is, and that you're lifting them up to the Father. It's um, powerful to think about that. I know for me, my mom used to uh, pray for me and to hear her or to see it written down a prayer that she talked to me, talked to the father about me. That yeah. was huge. Oh, that's enormous. And that, that our parents know us. They, yes. they know what we're going through. They didn't just, you know, it wasn't I was sharing with them and they just didn't hear it, but, uh, but they, they do know it. You know, that, that Ephesians 6 about that battle is not against just flesh and blood, but it's against, you know, a, a spiritual realm. Yeah. And so it lets them know that we, are, we understand that and we are going to lift them up to the Father. Is an enormous uh, opportunity to create an awareness that we know this spiritual battle that they uh, might be yeah. in. Okay, number three. I trust and believe in you. 
Now, this is one that parents hear, and they're like, but I don't trust my child. <laughs> I don't trust my... <laughs> you don't my... know little Billy or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Sally. You, you don't understand my family. But, <laughs> but uh, and, and let, let's talk about that in just a minute. But, you know, to say that meets this need uh, th- that someone has confidence in us. Yeah. You know, yes, there's various levels um, you know, of trust that, that you're going to extend. Right. But for, to, for somebody, for our child to know that somebody believes and has confidence in them is huge. Now, yes, such as some of the, the things that you're, you're thinking, well, but I can't test, trust my child. But, but, but I think it'd be good to consider those areas no matter how small that can be acknowledged. Right. Because what we don't want to happen. Uh, and listen, I understand when you're in the frustration, you're in the this the life, and you're in the the midst of of this pressure points of your job and all that you're dealing with, and you're frustrated, and you know I can't trust you. I can't. I I can never trust you. You know, it's these <laughs> right. things. What you don't want to do is build this. Uh, you're you're not you're not wanting to help lead them to define themselves as I cannot be trusted. Right. It's an erosion of trust, right? right? So how do you step into the erosion of trust and begin to build yeah. that back up? And so that's when you look for the tiniest things that mm-hmm. you can, tr- that you might could trust them with. Yeah. If it's taking the trash out, but I can't trust that they can trust the <laughs> trash out. That may be not, that may not be the, the right situation for you, but it could be, you know, turn the lights off in the house at night, uh, Whatever whatever small thing that your child could do, whatever age that your child may find themselves in, is how do you begin to create a new narrative of how that you can trust your child? Because you, you these sweeping statements, even as frustrated as you might be, how do you begin to turn that hmm. uh, and to create a new narrative that you can trust your child? And yeah. that they, they know that they can be trusted because they That's begin good. to believe it. Yeah. But that whole word of entrust, it means that you're putting trust in that person. Right. So I like that, the building back the trust that you begin to see eroding. You're, you're having to take small parts. So what is number four? You have purpose in this world. Yeah. Um, I mean, no matter the age somebody finds themselves in, you know, we're all striving to find these answers that, that quench this thirst of of significance and identity. You know, they're searching for it. Why am I here? Why am I made like this? Mm-hmm. Why am I not created like my Sally? Sally. <laughs> I was going to say Sally. <laughs> Were you? Uh, She's you great. know, <laughs> anything it is, why am I not like this person? They're so gifted. They're good looking. Everything comes easy for them. They're smart. And then and if, we're not, if we're not careful, our, and, and we are like this too. We think of all the bad things, what, you know, and the enemy begins to uh, – Tell us a new narrative, really. Exactly. Yeah. And so how do we uh, speak purpose into the world, uh, in, into our, our, uh, our child's life and mind and heart? We yeah. begin to look at um, – these skill sets that they have, we begin to we begin to draw out uh, these passions that they have that they believe in. Mm-hmm. These love languages, these little things about how God has crafted them, yeah. and we begin to call those things out. Yeah, pretty awesome. Well, I think also you see this um, when you're serving alongside of your child and on a mission journey, or 
um, or even just as you listen to how they are reporting back on their day, mm-hmm. you know, listening for compassion, listening for the things that they're passionate about, right. and then helping them see, hey, this could be a way that God wired you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is why we do family mission trips, and, and we as a church are wanting to do more of those of putting family on mission together. Yeah. But anytime also, all of, you, know, you have this uh, all of a sudden aha moment of you experience it and you feel it and you sense it, that there's something bigger that you can be a part of. Yeah. And that we as, a, as parents can speak into that and continue to kind of fan that flame about purpose uh, the bigger purposes in this world. It's huge. Okay, number five, I've got your back and we'll defend you. Yeah, and that's similar to I will be praying for you, but you know, everybody wants to know that someone is in their corner mm-hmm. looking out for what's best for them, You know that, that they're not alone. Um, and, you know, who knows the threats, you know, who – uh, who knows the, the the things in our lives that are that are weighing on us? And so I think for the opportunity for a parent to say, I know you, and I want you to know that I'm going to be in your corner helping to defend you. Uh, and that's – as parents, we've got to know the threats and vulnerabilities of our, of our children. Hmm. Now, that's a bigger story here, and we're going to talk right. a, about that a little bit on our next podcast about – you know, we've got to build relationships with them. And we've talked about that the first couple of podcasts about this idea of building a relationship with our children, you know, spending time asking questions. And out of that comes um, the story of what they're dealing with. It's not going to probably happen if we haven't talked to them in a long time. Right. So what's the biggest challenge you have right <laughs> now? It may come out, but probably not, not in that moment. It's right. going to be um, – in the day As in you day walk out. alongside of them, yeah. Right. And so, you know, just this whole idea that I know you and I've got your back. And when you go out of these doors, just know you got somebody that's thinking about you and praying for you. And I can't wait till you get back home and we're going to continue to talk about it. So, yeah. number six, you are always welcome here. Yeah, and that's a, this, this can be a deep one for some of our families or even some of our children. Um, you know, the fear of messing up or the fear of failure is enormous. Mm. And, uh, and we've talked about this, especially when I was in student ministry. Uh, we've, we're here in Williamson County in, <laughs> uh, in Tennessee, and yeah. uh, we live. It's a gorgeous county. Uh, people here are high achievers. Um, you know, everything is, is of excellence, but with that comes enormous pressure. Uh, for our children to achieve in grades, go to the right school. Be successful and everything. Yeah, successful. Now, these are these – well, those are enormous uh, opportunities to where our children feel failure. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, this whole idea about if if our children feel, uh, feel like they've messed up or fear uh, – excuse me – feel that they have failed uh, – you know, we, we want them to know that we still long to be with them huh. and uh, and that, you know, we we long to continue to have them in our family. Yeah. And, and that assurance is is enormous. And it seems silly for us to think as their parents because we're like, well, of course they know we love them. Right, right. But in the pressure points of these expectations, if we're not careful, we're putting on them, 
they can feel like they have failed or messed up. Where that is like a badge of not honor, but of dishonor. And and they feel like, you know, I have uh, have forever disqualified. Hmm. And and so family can be a place. And I think that's one of those beautiful designs that God created. Uh, The family is for reconciliation, to be – for relationships, relationships to be restored and to be renewed and to say you're always welcome here yeah. uh, is, is huge. Well, and I think that one ties in so nicely with that first statement, I'm so glad you're in our family. If they, yeah. if they know that there's a place that only they can fill, mm-hmm. then when they do have task failure or some sort of moral failure or whatever it looks like, then they know that they're still wanted and needed. So I think that's great to mm-hmm. – those are great statements. Um, number seven, it seems like a normal statement that we say all the time, right? I love you. So why is that included here? Yeah, I mean, we what we can't do is we can't assume that others in our family know that we love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, that we have to say these words. Yeah. And we, we need to. I. I've been in student ministry too long and working with families that these words are not spoken. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, maybe because it wasn't modeled to the parents or, or there's just an, uh, everybody assumes that I don't need to say that because I don't want it to get overused. Right. You know, right. So therefore it's not used. Right. And right. Oh, uh, it's too casual and we'll right. keep it for special moments. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, but therefore there's so many situations that therefore it's not used. So, so, yeah, I put that in there because that is such a powerful phrase to say, I love you. Yeah. And I, even for that statement, too, would you say that um, verbally and, and written, I mean, in different ways, sometimes your kid will hear this in a different context? So making sure – I know that um, yeah, w- trying right. to, you know, write it down, that has been special, I think, for – for a lot of, uh, for me personally, just to have notes sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but well, to hear it too. Yeah, and and for them to hear it from us. And I said at the opening, and we'll talk about this in the next podcast. <clears throat> um, if if they're not hearing "I love you" from us, mm-hmm. they're they're wanting to hear it from someone. Right now, the world's going to have answers and phrases for all of these that will be counterfeit to this. Right. But uh, they're going to seek this out. Yeah. They're going to seek out that I am love. Now, the world, of course, offers a counterfeit sexual nature of that. Um, But Mm -hmm. to say, you know, so let them hear from us. Yeah. Yeah. And then going right into number eight, um, it's important for them to know Jesus loves you and true life is found in him alone. Yeah. The church, yes, has – you know, a role in that and the community of, of church to say these things. But the family is the place. Let the influence of the home be the place where the, these words aren't only spoken, but they are shouted. Mm-hmm. I mean, both word and action of, of, you know, this the family being the place that the message of God is carried on to the next generation. And that message, the story of Christ um and and let that be uh the primary focus of your family you know say these yeah. words yeah and now m- many times we're not going to say it because uh or maybe this phrase or other ones because we don't feel um you know, we feel inadequate we mm-hmm. feel 
funny and awkward saying it. Yeah. But uh, but you be the you be the one that shouts this message. Mm-hmm. I'm not truly shout it when your child <laughs> when they're about to go to sleep. Jesus and, you. <laughs> well, so, and yeah. I think that this is usually one of the first uh, verses that comes home with your child when they're little. If you've if you've started mm-hmm. with them with church, is God is love. I remember. Um, you know, both of our boys came home with scriptures that said God is love. That's so important for them to know that. So, and then our last statement: uh, I love doing life with you. Yeah, I mean, for for um, for us to hear those words from someone that is so closely associated with us, our parents, <laughs> is enormous. To uh, you know, it's it's this significant comfort, calm assurance. That we can hear these words uh, spoken to us. I, I just I, I love doing life with you. Mm-hmm. It, it means I just enjoy your company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy everything about you. I, you know the good, the bad, all these things. Yeah. And um, and, and that can that can be uh, can meet such an enormous need in the moment of just maybe it's coming out of a just a very powerful time. Uh, maybe. Um, but it, it speaks to their significance too, you know. Right, yeah. Just being able to say, like, because they are asking, if if I weren't here, would anybody miss me? Mm-hmm. And that statement says yes. <laughs> yeah, and yes, some of these statements kind of are similar in nature, uh, and they all kind of build on each other. Uh, but this whole idea of of uh, and I've had uh, students in the past, probably more than I could count. When I talk about the relationship with their with their parents, especially their dad, is their dad is only seen as a provider versus someone who nurtures or cultivates a relationship, mm-hmm. and so it's it's not it, it, they're thinking my my parents don't really enjoy doing life with me; they just oh, provide yeah. for me, right? Because they think that's their job, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of the relational aspect, which is uh, which is huge. Yeah, it's so good. Well, as we wrap up. This time, are there any other statements that you think we should add to this? Or? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I think there are. I think, uh, I think you know, I'm proud. I'm proud of you, or I'm mm-hmm. proud of decisions that you choose to make if they're making right decisions. <laughs> There's going to be some, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think, yeah, it's just a, this affirmation of, of the, the choices you are making lately are just fantastic. Yeah, and and I notice it. Yeah, uh, can be can be a powerful statement. I think one that, um, as we were talking earlier, um, the statement of I really see Christ at work in you, or I see evidence of Christ at work in you. I know um, years ago when when I had come to faith in Christ, uh, just I had this moment where I was beginning to doubt. Uh, my salvation because of some circumstances around it. And to hear my mom say, no, no, I, I see the fruit of the Spirit at work, and she was able to share. So That's I good. think, you know, I see Christ at work in you is, is huge. So, all right, well. well. That's great. No, I think uh, what we can do, Amy Jo, is, um, is the next podcast, uh, I want to look at uh, just five Things five elements to be aware of when we say these these statements, whether it's the nine or seven or twelve, whatever it might be, is when we say these things, we're saying them not just in a vacuum, but we're saying that there's a bigger context uh, and there's a bigger story going on when we say them. So I think next time we're going to look at, at at these five 
things to be aware of when we say these statements. So, hey, thank you so much for being with us today. And and I know uh, when we're talking through this, you may be thinking through, uh, kind of evaluating, are are you saying these things? And so I just encourage you to, uh, over, let's say, look at the last month, three or four weeks, um, and just look through these statements. Have you been saying these statements uh, to your to your children? And um, and then maybe another list is what are some ways that you can? What are some other other platforms in your family's life that you could kind of speak into these? And so next time we're going to look at uh, you know some. The, the bigger story and the bigger backdrop to these and some ideas of when to say them. But, uh, but I appreciate your time with us today and don't forget wherever you are as a family is a great place to start. Okay. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you.